Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of DBM. That is short for Dental Business Mentors. And I am here with my dental business mentor friend, Dr. Justin Bullar. What's up, Justin? What up? P. Wiggle. P. Wiggles or Big Frizz. Those are my rap names. P. Wiggles or Big Did you have Frizz? Did you have an Afro? No, it was just like something stupid. Like it was like... (laughs) Like there was other times I'm like just I want to be Alfonso Butters. That wasn't like enough. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's just random. P nonsense. Wiggles, P Wiggles. That's that's the new. I'm gonna change your contact in my phone. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I got a buddy in my my phone. His name's Beefy Buttons. Yeah, his nickname was Beef. And then maybe like four years, he didn't want to be called Beef anymore. And I met him as Beef. I've known him as Beef. I was the best man at his wedding. I was like, I refuse to not call you Beef. You have always been Beef my whole life, and you're always your name is Beef. You know, you can't just change your nickname. You, you can't just do that. No. And, and then my mom's there, always asking about. Him. She's like, "How's that your chicken friend? What's chicken or pork?" <laughs> I'm like, "It's Beef. His name's Beef." <laughs> anyway, uh, what's our question today, man? So, question today is, and we rephrased this, but effectively, what they're asking is, how do you schedule well, right, for productivity and smooth flow and efficiency? And it's been rephrased by us as, okay, top three tips for highly effective scheduling. So what are your top three tips for highly effective scheduling? So scheduling is something I'm really on fire about because I think I have a really kind of original scheduling method. And we, we made videos on this on Dental Business Mentor on our, on our site. So if anyone's interested in getting a little bit more granular with it, Subscribe to the website. I mean, it's it's great. We got a great module on scheduling. I have a friend that reached out to me. His name's Pat. I, I think you know him, Pat Vuong. And he was asking me about our scheduling. I talked to him and he said their production went up like $45,000 a month. Now, he's a larger practice, but there's something in the schedule that can make a big difference. That's the, that's the big thing. So if I have to take three big tips, number one is you, you've got to use some kind of templating system. You've got to save time for higher production procedures. Now, whether that's Block scheduling, whether that's doing a perfect schedule, I think is what's called on Dentrix or EagleSoft. I can't remember. We have Open Dental, but we we use blocks, and we have a very intentional blocking system where we block out new patients, we block out SRPs, we block out recall exams, we block out. I mean, we have millions of different blockouts. But the major thing is you've got to block out time for high production procedures, and you've got to block out time for new patients. Those are the two big ones for me. You got to make sure that those are in there. The second tip I would say is. You need to give yourself enough time and you need to give yourself a little bit of buffer time, but do not be giving yourself way too much time, okay? So when, when you ask the dentist, how long does it take you to do a class two filling? I don't know, only 10 minutes. And then you look at the assistant and they're like, uh, I don't, they don't ever do it in 10 minutes, okay? You need to have an, a realistic idea of how long it takes you to do things. And then you also need to look at things like, are you blocking an hour for an extraction? And is it taking you an hour for an extraction? Because if it's taking you an hour for a $150 to $200 extraction, that's probably not worth your time. You probably should get that out of your schedule or try to get better extractions because we're all looking at productivity and we're looking at dollar per hour production. You can't produce $1,000 an hour if you're taking an hour to do $200 extraction. And then my third thing would be at the end of your day, look at what worked and look at what didn't work and have a discussion with your team about, you know what, this was really well. 
this, we got to do something because like with my coaching clients, we talk about block scheduling and this is something I implement in all my coaching clients' offices is there's always this, I don't know, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. And it's like, just do something and then look at it, just see how it's going. And then you can pivot. You got to start somewhere. So I don't like the idea of leaving the schedule completely open to the people in the front to just kind of put things wherever they fit and wherever the the patients fit or wherever they want to go. I don't think you should schedule that way. I don't think anyone schedules that way in the medical world. I don't know why we are think we have to do that in the dental world as well. But I think there is a big, big piece of the pie that's missing if you are not being intentional about your schedule, because I think that is a huge part of my practice. And I've the listeners have heard me say this before. When we reached a single dentist practice, I remember we were doing about 85K a month, and I just said, there's no way we can do more. There is no way we could do more. And that was back when we were just doing what's called provider time scheduling, where you're just snaking back and forth between two rooms. And we changed our scheduling, and I think we went up like 20, 30K in a month, and it was consistent, and it was easy, and it was it's flowed well, and nobody was behind. I mean, not we of course, we get behind sometimes, but... For the most part, we stayed on our schedule. It's just like you can't just leave it up to the forces that be and let the schedule just happen. You've got to just get there. You got to figure out a system and and do it. So those are my big three. Put block outs in. You got to block it out. Two, make sure figure out how much time it takes you to do everything. And three, just just do something. Do something. Reevaluate and pivot. What do you think, Justin? I love it. When I think about productivity, right, as a whole, I think about like, okay, what are the drivers of productivity? And so if like you got two practices with new patient flow, that's the same, right? And the insurance providers are the same and they're effectively twins or like replica practices. The doctor's productivity is often like times dictated by their skill, their ability to diagnose, treatment plan, convert. Let's say that's also the same. The doctor that nails down the scheduling will ultimately always produce more because it's because that's the second main driver, in my opinion. So it's like if you got good new patient flow, you got good in, you know insurance reimbursements and things like this, and you have the doctor skill levels to be equivalent, their ability to convert to be equivalent. Well, the next thing on that list is is scheduling. If you schedule poorly, you get these really great docs that just can't produce because they got a bunch of occlusal fillings and small things going on in their schedule. So one of the analogies I heard a long time ago was this idea, and you've probably seen videos on this where you got a professor standing at the front of the room trying to enlighten a bunch of young students at Columbia or something like that. But it's it's the rock, uh, sand, water, right? And when you think about it, if you have a jar and you want to fill this jar up to the maximum capacity, right? Without this jar, you know, let's say imploding. If you put the sand in first, you can't put anything else in there right? Maybe some water, but you're not going to get the rocks in. The rocks are the foundation in your schedule. So what do you got to do? You got to put the rocks in first. And then the room in between the rocks gets filled with sand and you still have room for water because the sand sucks up that water. And if you don't do it in that order, you don't maximize the capacity. And one of the goals of productivity is to not just be efficient and faster, is to be intelligent on how to leverage and use not just your team member skills, but like the the chairs well, right? Like you want to adequately use the capacity there. So I think, I think, think about that and just, and think about the big procedures in your schedule as being the rocks, always template those out because when you have one of your front end team members on the phone, God bless them, because they got a lot of stuff to take care of. They're answering a phone, they're checking a patient out. They're worried about 
a number of other things in terms of their day-to-day responsibilities. When it comes time to a patient being scheduled, if it's not templated, they'll just put it wherever the quickest or soonest availability is, right? So that's that's natural. It's like, okay, let's just get it in right there. There's a spot. We got 20 minutes, boom. And I think if you template it with the rocks, like you said, Paul, right, which I think was your first point, then you got your basic productivity there, right? And then you start adding in the smaller stuff. The only additional thing I would say is if you're the type of doc that can work out of three chairs, right? Like, like it's, it's different for a dentist who just does bread and butter versus a dentist who does bread and butter plus large cosmetic procedures and implants and sinus lifts and ortho, right? Like it's, it's so different. So I can't give you like a one size fits all here. When a client says something about their schedule, the first thing we do is I will go and actually remotely, hopefully be able to remotely do this. Sometimes they have to send screenshots, which is very painful, I tell you. (laughs) But if you can, (laughs) very, very painful. If you can go through the schedule just remotely and go through stuff, you you can identify areas. So, you know, we had a doctor who was putting ortho checks between with patients in a productive chair, right? And we just decided, okay, well, if you hired somebody who could do this for you and you could just look over the shoulder, you should just create yourself a whole ortho chair here, right? Once a week, instead of squeezing them in randomly throughout the week, just these are when your ortho patients come, right? Maybe do two a week and make them sort of afternoon hours when most moms are available anyway, but don't just let them put them anywhere. So no more ortho scheduled on the other other days, right? You're going to have surgery days now. And I don't mean basic surgeries. I mean, if you're doing like an all on four, some sort of more complicated case, things like this, impacted wisdom teeth, all these things. Create a surgery day if you have too much volume there instead of throwing them in the schedule. Because the fact that you're switching from endo to wisdom teeth to fillings, that also reduces your efficiency and productivity. So I like clustering things together and doing a lot of the same procedures together. And that's not entirely possible for everyone's practice because you do need the volume of these procedures. And if you think about just from a basic level, though, like somebody who doesn't do a lot of the expanded function stuff, and you're just doing fillings, root canals, surgical and basic extractions, you know, that sort of stuff, then your, your first objective should be template, like you said, to put the rocks in, get the rocks in. That's where they go. You don't fill a spot with a small procedure where the rocks should go. And if you need to at the last minute, you know, that's a different story. But same day treatments, how you can also fill those things. If you haven't filled it on that same day, do same day treatment to fill those rocks up. Once you've done that, your team can start layering in some of the non-productive stuff. I know that's a mouthful. I know I hopped around a little bit, but I want to give everyone a little bit of perspective here because I don't know who's listening and where you are. And the take-home message is there's no one-size-fits-all solution. However, if you take that out of the equation and you do what Paul said, which is like decide how much time you need for things, build the template out and put only productive procedures in there, and then you start to optimize and fine-tune from there, you're going to be you're going to be way ahead. Yeah, and I just want to tell listeners, like before we started recording this, Justin actually said if you email him your screenshots of schedule, he will he will produce a detailed report and he will save your schedule. Is that right, Justin? Uh, actually, I think it might have been. I think I might have been drinking at that time. <laughs> Send us your screenshots, listeners. We want to see them. All right, no, I think that's great, man. And you know, something else that pops in mind when we're coming up on time is just a, a sequencing of treatment, teaching your team and your, yeah. your your support staff how to sequence. Like, I know I like the treatment plan stuff, but I, we let our hygienists sit there and put it visit by visit by visit in a coherent manner that makes sense. The quadrant dentistry, doing opposite sides of the mouth, or so that we can check occlusion and still have some proprioception on the opposite arch. There's just some basic principles there, but we're coming up on time, so we're we're just going to stop right there. 
Hey, send us your questions, info at Dental Business Mentor, and we will talk to you next time.